0: Hello and welcome to episode 25 of the Elm Park Rolls podcast. My name is Paul Mann and I will be hosting the show today. Well, it's been another interesting week in the world of Redden Football Club. There's been tan lotion in Spain. There's been intensive action on the training pitch. There's been hope at Forest last night and then dashed by reality. This week I'm joined by Jonathan Lowe of Get Redden to help discuss it. Hello, Gary. Hello, Jonathan, and I'm also joined by Neil, Mr. Bobbins. Good evening, Paul. Good
1: evening,
0: Jonathan. So let's get on with this straight onto Forest last night. So we started the game quite well from something that I was watching, which I probably shouldn't have been watching, and uh, we'll move away from that topic quickly. <laughs> and uh, you were at the game, Jonathan? What did you think of it?
2: Yeah, I thought it was. Um... It was a good first half performance, second half they kind of uh, could have easily collapsed, could have been a, I did feel sort of 10 minutes, 15 minutes in if they did get a, a price to get a goal then it probably would have been 3-1, 4-1 perhaps, um, but Reading kind of rode their luck, rode their luck stuck at it for a very good uh, couple of blocks, Omar Richards with one and uh, Minoni with a good save from close range um, and he did feel the goal was coming at some point. Um, the longer it went on you thought maybe it might have been Reading's night but overall probably a point was uh, a fair result I think for both sides
0: yeah I think so I mean in the second half Forest did really have almost an ambush on our goal not endless shots but virtually all in our half and we can go on a bit later about whether they should have changed or something but one thing I took out of the game was that they showed a bit more pride in the shirt throughout the whole game and I felt that there was definitely... I mean, you could say, well, that should be a basic thing. But I felt that was an improvement. And something that in previous games we hadn't seen. Meal will be a prime example when they just collapsed. And there's been many other ones like that. What do you think, Neil? What did you think of it?
1: I, I don't think I would give it as much of a glowing report
0: as that. I won't say glowing, <coughs> just an improvement. <laughs> um...
1: I think that the second half was much more indicative of, of what, we, what we're like in that we haven't got that cohesiveness where we can take control of possession to a degree where we think, well, the opposition can't, can't hurt us if we've got the ball, which usually isn't really one of our problems. We, we can have the possession. But from away from home, we've got that headless chicken mode where they're just in just autopilot, really. And as Jonathan said, if they conceded a goal earlier on, then we would have been in deep trouble. Because Forrest were flowing forward and they were pressing us whenever we did have the ball. Um, we just made too many errors, really. We were gifting them possession time and time again. Um, so, yeah, that, that, that equaliser was, was inevitable. So I thought that,
0: in the second half we were gifting possession, but not yeah. in the first half. Yeah. I mean, we just move on to the first half and go through that one a bit more. I mean, the first in the first couple of minutes, maybe even... First minute or so, the miss from Chris Martin is. Oh, that was uh, quite painful. That was. I mean, you would expect him to at least get it on target, and then if you go one 0 up and put all the pressure back on to Forest, who have been in a well a similar kind of run to us, yeah. it could have been a totally different match. I mean, what do you think, Jonathan? The first half, and just in particular, I felt that I thought that we actually were the better team in the first half.
2: Yeah, I think very much. So. I didn't think Reading were. Uh, we control basically for large parts um that was probably the best chance yeah of the, of the game really um as i said in, in the tweet to you i think it was very reminiscent of dave edwards at Sunderland where he just kind of leaned back a bit and um blazed it into Rose's. and so um not the best of starts but uh, you know they kind of stuck at it and uh, um a few chances kind of here and there and you had to sort of sort of, sort of gunter and which play well down the flanks Kelly had a good first half I thought um, but when you kind of look on paper the Kelly, Vandenberg and um, Bakuna the Bakuna yeah it, was, it just kind of lacked a bit of I don't know metal steel something yeah. something to someone like a Danny Williams just to kind of get stuck in kind of, I think they could say that could about an down. awful lot of the
0: midfields no I agree though totally yes someone the, yeah. lack.
1: whichever combination you can muster it just doesn't seem strong enough to to hold an awful lot of the other midfields in this division.
0: No, I mean, just being briefly talking about Bakuna, I think he's so much better for him playing in that position. I do agree that he's not going to be that enforcer that Danny Williams slightly was and tidy up a lot of things that we do miss now. I think uh, I definitely underrated what he did for the team last night, just mm-hmm. last, last, week, last season, sorry. In kind of all his ugly stuff and just harassing the opposition. We're just so passive when the opposition have the ball now in midfield, especially in the second half. But if we go on to the first half, yeah. and there was a gun to one off the line. And yeah. you just think if those things just go in, it just makes such a difference. 2-0 would be a massive lead in that kind of game. Yeah.
2: I think because, uh, Aluko and um, Barrow played well as well, they, certainly in the first half. They were causing plenty of problems. And obviously Martin kind of hustling and bustling and um, yeah, using his physical presence <laughs> <but it's>, uh, <laughs> politely <laughs> um, and uh, yeah I mean I say there was, there was kind of good good balance to the team and Richards took his goal well because um, there was about three defenders sort of in front of him but he yeah. to just squeeze it through yeah. um, and then when you cut kind of, you know, the front foot you, you kind of say he did feel that a second was going to be would have certainly settled any nerves that they, they had and but uh, as soon as Forest came out of the blocks in the second half, you know, the fans were right behind them, and uh, it was it was always kind of clinging on, and the amount of times where the Forest players kind of stormed into the box, and you would think, oh, they're they going to trip him up, is it going to be a penalty? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, a couple of times, and um, yeah, and only had a couple of saves, and um, I mean, ultimately that, that goal, we have just had the freedom of nothing I think yeah,
0: from the, yeah, the, he did. Yeah, no from the
2: edge he of the area chance, and uh, yeah. even then I don't know he was maybe slightly out of position he just kind of stood there and watched it go by I don't know but um, as I say I mean Reading had a good first half Forest had a good second half it's a point apiece there there's about four points between them in the in the table so it was always going to be a close affair And um, you know it's a point move on
0: it's a game we couldn't lose I mean I I personally think it's a game we really had to win because you have to win against those teams around us because i mean we've struggled to do that in so many games We could run them all off but we just don't seem to be able to kill games off we seem to have got i think the second half is a prime example of our lack of confidence and belief now almost as soon as the second half kicked off it was preservation more than creating another goal mm-hmm. that was their whole mindset and um, I don't know, maybe they had in their mind that Forrest don't score hardly any goals. They just really struggle. But you just think against a team that poor and that low confidence, we could have gone for it a little bit more. What do you think, though?
1: I, I think it's, it's it's indicative of a lot of games this season where they get lost in, in a bit of the moment of the game and it, it just becomes sole preservation. and They don't really kind of think about it or that, that that instruction from the management isn't there to say calm down just look for the obvious pass retain the ball and then that doesn't seem to happen all they seem to do is just launch it either off the pitch or up to martin who was often surrounded being the only forward that we had up front everyone else was spread out but not necessarily camped so Forrest was still finding gaps so that intelligence that just didn't seem to be there, and it you know hasn't been there all season. So it's not no surprise that Forest did come away with something.
0: No, not not really. No, I don't think anyone who was you, Jonathan, actually being there, uh, you can't really be surprised that Forest scored. None no. of us were shot. No,
2: I, I, I struggled to see where the next Reading goal was going to come from. That was the problem. Um, I think the the Forest goal came a couple of minutes after Reading had a corner. Yeah, uh, a on the right, and he just floats it in, and the oh. keeper plucks out of the air. <laughs> it's just so so frustrating. Yes, that the, 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 they just can't. They are not from corners at all. We um, often on.
1: look very small at corners. I find, you know, attacking and defensively, you kind to of look at it and you think, I can see how we're going to concede if, mm. if it's the opposition. I also can't see how we score, especially you know now that you know Jan isn't the force that he was defensively he was there to clear out the balls and I think Martin was doing that job as you pointed out Um, but offensively you know no one's really there
0: no I mean set pieces have been particularly poor this season but then you could also say we've missed Jordan Ibita which can take a decent free kick not always we've also missed Swift as well for virtually the whole season really I think he's played maybe 14-15 games I think he's the
1: player that we've probably missed the most this season
0: yeah Uh, in terms of
1: you know getting us creative. When he has played, he's either scored or he's he's been there to provide assists. Um, and without him, we look pedestrian, really.
0: Yeah, totally. And our most productive games this season in our um, devastating run of three good games, which was against Forest, Derby and Sundland. Yeah. And Swift was key in all of them. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely key. You had that link player that Barrow and Aluko need links them all in because they need that player that gives them the ball at the right moment and in the right place and the right weight and the moment we've got players that aren't doing that Mm -hmm. you know it's not because then I can't really criticise them because that's not really their game so you wouldn't expect Joey Vanderberg to be playing wonderful through balls every game because mm-hmm. he's just not going to do that so I mean, he had one of Leeds but I still can't believe that happened but the thing is about the second half and I've seen this so many times with uh, under the Yapstam is we're getting flooded by the opposition and he just sits and sits and waits and doesn't make any changes really. and so, you I mean, think you, you could, could have gone
1: he'll? to a back three there. You could have given the similar defence more stability, drawn the wingers back, the the, the wing backs back a little bit, so that, you know they can make a five, and then have three across the middle, and then you know just mm. keep pinging balls up to Martin if you need to. But he changed nothing on that. He just made light up changes, pretty much. Um, I mean, McCleary came on, but I don't think I really noticed him too much. It wasn't
2: but too bad. In that, that saying something. Yeah.
1: Edwards came on but really
0: late it's not Gareth McLeary's greatest season <coughs> no definitely not I think no. we all know
1: there's underlying reasons for that but, um, mm,
0: that's true but he's just been bad as well bad. <laughs> no this is what you see on the pitch I know there's underlying <laughs> reasons I, don't know and I get that to the other
1: don't
0: know. no but I mean I do look at it and I think uh, why did we not get Evans on and take off someone who's really not affecting the game anymore because we're not going forward it's so someone like Bakuna yeah. and well, you think get him character on character and it on. might not work but Evans is not going to make those runs over into the opposition half and lose the ball probably he rarely goes into the he's opposition half he's could have put his foot on
1: the ball yeah, and, exactly. and you know, sprayed exactly. it around a little bit to find some space but he
0: doesn't do it he thinks I'm going to stick solidly to this even though repeatedly it hasn't worked yeah and he just thinks, the naivety I think yeah, he's,
1: he's showing but he doesn't <laughs>
0: Believe that. <laughs> no, it's frustrating. But let's move on. To, I'm going to try and find some positives because otherwise this is just really depressing. <laughs> so I need to find some positives. So I think the positives from last night, I've got to be Omar Rich is number one. Sure. I think Bakuna in midfield, as much as I am saying he should have come off. He did impact the game. He's a key pass for the goal.
1: This is an actual position, so um, I can't see what, what, why we're we playing elsewhere. No. It like, um, needs, needs a must. But, uh.
0: And we also, I mean, whatever you say, Neil, which is fine, you know, disagree with you slightly. <laughs> I think that we did show a bit more passion and a bit more determination to win the ball and to put our bodies in front of the ball because I saw a lot of that last season when we were winning, but I wasn't seeing so much of it recently. Those last ditch tackles, and I think we saw quite a lot of that last night. We needed a lot of it, and I think sometimes it's easy to say, "Oh, they're poor; they're not doing very well." But there were some positives. I think so. Come on now, come on! Just, just, just say a little bit. Come on, <laughs> a little
1: bit. I, mean, <laughs> yeah. I think more of my concentration or. Um... Disappointment was on how how it changed from a team yeah. that in the first half where they they, they looked like the that break had done them some good yeah. to the second half where it was just back to normal so quickly. And I, I think that's what disappointed me. I think mean um, it's probably a, an improvement in the fact that we didn't lose the game because we usually you know we conceded more than one goal in the game quite often 15 recently. times this season um, and we didn't do that yeah. so we could we take no. that as a bonus yeah
0: I, mean, I think it's 15 times when we've said 32 games now yeah so that's a pretty bad ratio
2: yeah I think um, obviously in McShane and Elphick missing as well I think they're, they're kind of two key players mm. I mean McShane's not his, had his best season and no but Elphick looks alright yeah. when he did come in um, Yeah, they'd probably solidify the defence a bit more Obviously, doesn't rate Blackett, so defensively they're quite short, and it's, it's about making a makeshift defence, isn't it? Like you say, go back to a back five, but would that be Gunter as, the, as one of the three centre backs, and then Bakunin right back? Or would you put Evans at centre back, or Vandenberg as one of the three centre backs? I think, I think, just the change a, of, just of, of anyone taking
1: up an extra position would have been nice. Yeah, just to make us look a little bit more solid.
0: I just think if you stop the source, which is the midfield last mm. night. If you stop that, then you're going to help the whole defence, surely. And if you've got Tomlin just playing in that kind of just roaming anywhere he wants to role, because he was completely running the game, really. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Him and Colback. Yeah. Colback in a different but then, way. Then again, you could have brought yeah.
1: a player on that just said, just stick with Tomlin. Just man marking out but, the game.
0: Uh, yeah, no, no, you could do that. Which, but I'm not sure Evans.
1: Which, as you say, you, you hmm. watch, watch Tottenham and he was—he's not the quickest player in the world, but he knows where to go. It's clever though. He's, he's quite yeah, clever, he's very clever. Yeah. but no one was on detail for him.
0: I hope I never see him again. Yeah, well, <laughs> he's beginning to twice annoy Twice he's done this. <laughs> year two different
1: clubs. <laughs> he's robbed us a four-point single hand. The
0: worst one was the Cardiff one, though. I mean. Yeah, we had that in the bag, that game. Just a few inches over line. And it was a goal. This is when I hate goal line technology. But, you know. It was. So, yeah, I mean, can you think of any other positives? Anything that, you know, just from the deepest dregs can we find? I think the fact that
1: Martin lasted 90 minutes. So, he's clearly fit enough. Mm. um, So, we can't use him uh, for the next game. But he's... He's there now, he's playing, he's putting himself in good positions. We just need to find him.
0: Yes, yes. I mean, I know he missed the chance, but I mean, there's, a striker's miss chances and that's just the way it works. He's not messy, so... But lately, we
1: haven't even been getting in positions to shoot. No. Like, let alone, you know, someone like Omar Richard popping up on the edge of the box to, to put it in a beauty like that. That's not happened. So, mm-hmm. you know, if we start to get the ball in these positions, which are creeping into our game now... Then uh, that's a
0: thumbs up from me. The good thing is that none of them got sunburnt, so that that's a positive that I'm taking from Spain. you know I had to find something. so yeah. it, look think about the Spain. they had ten days off, and which team looked fitter and which team looked fresher in the last 15 minutes but last they night?: were very It hard. wasn't: the us.
1: Intensive
0: training <laughs> sorry. That is a very good point, very good point. Something else from last night is there was no Jan Kermigan on the bench. Is he injured or is he just dropped out completely out of the he's, squad? He's
2: injured, yeah. Okay. He's got a calf injury.
0: That's all right, that one then. Yeah. So, uh, sorry, can I that conversation? <laughs> controversy. No, no, that's yeah, fine, no, I'd, I want to know what happened. Yeah, what's I, happening? I
2: actually only realised kind of halfway through the game, like, where's Kermigan? And, uh, mm. Yeah, we asked him afterwards and uh, he's he's in, he's having injured, so another one to add to the list cool yeah, that's so, that all sorted um, then. yeah I, he's injured <laughs> I Stan didn't really say how long but it sounds like a touch and go for the weekend so mm. well he's with John Daddy I think he's yeah well yeah it will be yes go, yeah I, guess.
0: I think I mean, he's third choice now anyway isn't he I mean I think yeah. I would say so I mean just um... I
2: think well, I think he's I think Stan prefers him to Bodrossen
0: still still yeah. wow yeah <laughs> On last seasons, that's a no-brainer. Definitely. Obviously, yes, completely. But not on this season. And we've seen, I've seen him play, I think we've all seen him play quite a lot of games now. And no lack of effort, determination, trying. He just doesn't look the same player.
1: Yeah, the mind is willing and the know-how is there to to be in the right places. Yeah. But it's whether the legs can get in there.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's it's, it's, it's such a big operation. so I understand. It's, it's, It's... no there's no criticism there of him it's just the way it is isn't it so moving on to um uh, epr3 which a lot of people replied to uh thank you i asked last night how did you feel about the result after, immediately after the game last night and it was surprisingly upbeat actually i mean, well maybe upbeat a little bit strong it was surprisingly not really negative <laughs> i say that yeah so Paul Turner said, "No killer instinct," which I think is probably my favourite one because I think that sums us up really. We don't have that ability now to just finish games off or score that second goal or put that block in. So I think that we went through that, really, didn't we? So and Alex Everson said, "Thankful for no loss." Thankfully, no loss. Um Nath, he was surprisingly upbeat, which is a really strange thing, which I'm trying to get used to. Some of <laughs> Happier than it, normal, man. which is quite incredible. say, <laughs> so like, we need to have a chat with him, Neil about this new upbeat, happy-go-lucky mood, don't, don't we? Believe it. I no, don't I won't believe it they won't last. It won't last. <laughs> I'm going to speak to him about one minute into the game it on must Saturday. He'll be <laughs> <He's laughs> raging. <laughs> it's almost impossible. It's Hard to believe, but yeah, thanks, Nate. And Robert Staples said one point nearer safety point nearer safety which it is yeah. yeah I can't really add anything that's where we're at isn't it can you think of a better three word description of it no uh,
1: I, I said can't control tempo yeah that is that's, that's, a, that's inspired that, that one. just seemed yeah. to be what I, I noticed is that we couldn't keep the ball when we needed to nor we could slow it down when we did have the ball and I think you, you to win games you've got to control them you can get lucky with goals but you've got to control certain parts of it certainly away from home yeah and it it didn't look that like that was going to happen and as it went on it was like we're getting the ball less and less i don't know what the possession stats were in the end but um we we just didn't look like we had the ability to just put things in in our favor again no intelligent way
0: no i don't think we did no it it is a bit of a problem you summed up in three words there, Jonathan? Um,
2: without using cliches
0: no. Um, <laughs> no, it's really difficult, isn't long it? Long it? Yeah. Oh yeah, no, it's, yeah. yeah, yeah,
2: long trip home that would be one. Long um,
0: trip home, yeah, yeah that'd do. That will do, yeah. yeah. I mean I,
2: I I still think that there
0: were there are some encouraging signs
2: and some platform to build platform to build oh i like that i like that yeah, <laughs> yeah that is that's a beauty platform yeah, I mean, to build uh, yes hopefully swift coming back in the next few weeks say a good first half uh, you know Luca and barra looking a bit threatening yeah definitely martin can get a goal um obviously not on saturday but in the coming weeks get on a little bit of a run um you know not expecting anything special but it would just be a you know, grinding out a few wins and
0: draws the next few weeks. Yeah, I'd go um, quickly back to Aluko. I thought, in many ways, that was his best game in a Reading shirt. Yeah, pretty, I felt he properly put in a real shift throughout the whole game and affected it. And I know Aluko's got ability. He's not a bad player, and he just seems to have got lost with us this season, which he seemed to be able to do to players at Reading. The same with Vidra. I think he's a good player there if we could just get him playing even at 75% of his ability he's going to impact games
2: yeah. I think he's I don't know if we have mentioned body language before on this podcast but uh, some of the players body language it doesn't help them and well Blackett's kind of a prime example it's kind of a sort of casual yeah uh, Ilory, I find is quite similar to it as well. I, I'm mm. always holding my breath when he's, he's on the ball. It's, it's, yes,
1: I him weird, and Joey. In a weird uh, way, uh, I like yeah, in mm.
0: um, Yeah, but not, he's a bit. I can see what you mean though. He's a little bit scary. Yeah,
1: I, I don't like limbs going everywhere trying to flail for the ball. But he looks composed, even if he it does kind of rebound off him now and again. But I don't know. Like, he's he's kind of like my little pet player. I, oh, I, I know, see I like what he does. I think he is. <laughs> If we could build a defence around him and more, I think that would do something. But I don't think it's going to happen longer
0: term. Though. I don't think we should criticise Tiago. Don't think Neil's keen. <laughs> yeah, don't I think point we've point upset point. him. <laughs> no, he is a little bit terrifying when he's got the ball. I know exactly what you mean. He holds on for it just a little bit too long. There's a couple of heavy touches which yeah. he got with last yeah. night. Yes. I think. Uh... Oh.
1: But yeah. I was watching it with a mate of mine who's a Forest fan, and there was a point where I don't think it was Tom Rim because he's too slow. I think it was Cash. who was going to sprint for the ball against Tiago, and I said, "He's not winning that. Tiago's winning that." And he mm-hmm. went, "No." And Tiago just sprinted ahead of him and got it. Oh, he's quick. There's and no doubt. That's he's the quick. thing yeah. that we we should be able to harness a bit more. I think. Mm. But he's just not played enough games for us yet to really you know, trust the, the defence as a whole, that these players are going to bail you out. And it just needs that confidence, really, to say, I know what you're going to do and how you're going to do it.
0: Yeah, I mean, if I was to pick uh, a five-side team, I'm not sure for quick thinking and ability to see a pass and deliver, you'd have Tyler Blackett, Vanderberg, and DeLore in it. Because it would just be just a bit too long. Every single time... And just casually thinking about it. I mean, they're, they're very, very laid back players, but I mean, I hope Tiago O'Lori comes good because we spent a lot of money on him yeah, yeah, for yeah. Reading anyway. So he's got potential like so many of our players, but he needs to actually deliver. So now we'll move on to Yapstam's comments about the fans. And he seems to really love talking about the fans. He seems to he seems to fluctuate His on what he season. says his uh, latest thing is to say that that the, if the fans back us everyone feels more comfortable in their performance on the pitch but if your own fans are booing you shouting and calling out certain things the players take that on board they're experienced professionals but even at the absolute top level players hear what fans say which should, it can't disagree on what he says so obviously if I think if you are booing players during the game everyone who goes to the game can do what they want it's not for me to say what they should do But I personally don't think that's going to help anyone. But then he manages to move on to have just a little bit of a dig, I think, at the fans again. When he says they were they were for us, they were there for us in the good times last season, and we now need them more than ever. Uh, Well, that's true, yeah. But how it works at Reading is when we're playing well, people turn up. (laughs) When they're not, they don't come, and then. He then goes on to say, I like people to be honest every time. Yeah, if you want everyone to be honest with you, this is fine, but you don't seem to like criticism. So which one is it? I'm not quite sure. That's fine. But then this is totally contradictory, what he said before the um, uh, Middlesbrough match away in February. He goes on to say that he doesn't care what the fans think. So it's slightly confusing, slightly confusing. And I just think he's alienating the fans by always coming out Against them. We need them. But if you've got a manager who, over a period of a long time, even last season, he was saying, oh, if fans don't want to come to the matches, we don't want them to be here, basically. After the QPR match. I mean, you can't do that with a team like Reading. <laughs> We've got some fickle fans because of Commuter to Town. It just... I don't agree with it. What do you think now?
1: Yeah, it's a mystery, isn't it? That you kind of think he's going to stick to his gums and maintain an approach because that's generally what he does but when he blatantly contradicts himself from only two weeks ago that's, that's some takes some doing really in that to, to really call out the fans one week and, and say that you know almost we're not entitled to our opinions because we don't know what we're talking about and then pouring the love on us it, as much as Stan could possibly do and say we need you now. Y- you don't know where you stand anymore. You don't know what to, to what to believe, and and we know that you know, they put on a media front and, and they they especially stand on speakers' mind to the point that uh, it's defensive. But you can't you can't turn it the other way immediately and and expect to get people back. People, as you say, they are fickle to a point, but they'll come certain time where they go well that's it now it's no like, it's a, a good choice isn't
0: it yeah I mean if someone wants to count it's up to them isn't it Ooh. we don't have 15,000 it, seasons but it's not going to lure
1: so. anyone back I mean if we if won we last night it, it might bring a few people back possibly but you can't say what you've said and
2: then have no effect
0: well what do you think of his relationship with the fans Jonathan as in the way um, he deals with them
2: yeah I mean I, again as I alluded to Before we started, the the language barrier might be something in terms of actually make getting a clear message across. Um, I think that sometimes doesn't maybe always help him. Um, I mean, it's a two-way thing, isn't it? It's like with any club. It's it's if you give the if the players give the fans something to cheer about, then they will. If they don't, then they won't necessarily turn up. No, Um, but in order to get back to the more successful times, you need to encourage him as much as possible. And it's when the, when the bad times are, uh, well, like at the moment, it's you kind of need everyone to, in the risk of saying that Nigel Atkins kind of pulling pull together <laughs> as one and uh, s- striving to, to improve uh, in, in every way. So um, you can understand why he's frustrated. They all frustrated, things aren't working out. Um, he's tried a few bits and pieces. They have changed their style of play. Um, it does he does give the impression he's kind of not necessarily given up on the fans but because I'm sure he, he does care about them he, yeah of he, course he of he course, wants, course yeah you know, wants yeah, them to, yeah. It to come along as possible and wants them to um, you know support the team as much as possible um, but at the same time yeah you he, he can you know read his comments and you know if I was a fan of Reading, it it would probably put, tear me off
0: yeah, he is. So, I mean, that's the um, problem, isn't it? When you've got your but, manager. You know, he says it how it is, and that's how it Yes, is. that's also sometimes true. Sometimes you
2: don't like two so managers who do uh, shook coat stuff um, and you know, not necessarily speak the truth. He comes out with it, and whether you like it or not, you know, he says his mind, and that's, that's what he does.
0: Yeah, um, I mean, I, I agree. I mean, you could also say, I mean, one thing you can definitely say about Stam is he didn't sell the fence, and so many players of all clubs, not just Reading, mm-hmm. they will come out after a match, and it's like a it's like a robot. You know virtually what they're going to say before they say it, and they're not but going I to say think, anything. Critical. I think Prince
1: is is guilty of that too. I mean, there's the long-standing joke he always go about on that certain qualities.
0: And but well, then that's a human thing. Everyone, everyone has things in they a say. certain
1: way. And it's like well, every team plays in a certain way, and every team's got a certain qualities because they're in the Championship. It's it's a given. So it's, it's things like that that just seem to be a little bit trite and a little bit worn out now. And is maybe now he's thinking he does need to have a, a different approach to it. So he's possibly turning on a little bit of Dutch charm. A bit of Dutch um, charm. But, it, it's, <laughs> but it's going to be backed up by something, I think, and this doesn't seem to be backed up by
0: anything. No, I mean, it's difficult, isn't it? I mean, he also saw the star statement uh, this week saying how... Um, uh, which are a kind of fresh start and we should all back the team and we should all get behind them, which is uh, a sentiment I, I agree with, but I think that's a bit of a risky place when you're telling people how to support yeah. the team and yeah. you're representing the fans. It's a bit of a tricky one, but I understand the sentiments and I know Star do lots of good things, so there's not an attack on them in any way, because I don't want anyone to think that. But I just thought that's a tricky balance
1: it is because we are by definition and i don't think many Reading fans will disagree with this we were very reactive if we play well the fans will turn up yeah and if there's football that they like then the volume in the stadium will, will grow and that support by definition grows if not people vote with their feet and i've not heard too many stand out comments from the, from the Eastern yet no but there
0: was one at the Millwall game when I think Millwall fans started it, about much. sacked it in the morning yeah, and then the yeah. Eastern joined
1: but in we're very reactive but yeah. what you can't say is like okay from the moment the ball is kicked in the first half sing and shout that's not what we did, we've no. never done it
0: no very very so rarely you can't yeah. generate
1: that, well, it's generated by the action on the pitch, yeah. we do something good we respond and, and that's not probably just not like ready either. But to say, you know, you've got to do it, it's it, it's it's false. It's, it's trying to generate something out of nothing.
0: No, 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 I, I, I totally agree. And I think that the prime example I would give this season is the Forest home match. Forest home match, we got in the opposition's face. We tackled, we scored some goals. Take away the goals. We just put in the proper effort throughout the whole game. And we looked like a team. The crowd reaction was completely positive straight straight away. Getting behind them and applauding them, even when when they made mistakes, because they could see they were trying to do something. So I think you always hear about the relationship between creating an atmosphere, it's reliant on the fans. Now, you go to football to watch the team, and I think you react off them. And if they're not putting in anything near what you think is acceptable, for the majority of the fans, not everyone... You're not going to go, they're enthusiastic. The last game that we were at, the Millwall game, <coughs> the stadium was virtually empty by the yeah. end. 15 minutes to go, and that's just yeah. the way and fans react. They don't stand there in protest very yeah. often.
1: We're not their guidance counsellors. No, not We're not, no, going, we're not exactly. there on the sidelines going, come on, <laughs> you must do better. You know, it just doesn't work that way. <laughs> yeah. Because
0: if you do it, you're Give them a hug. <laughs> yeah.
1: If you do it, you're on your own doing it. <laughs> and it just sounds weird. But if you've mm. scored a goal and then you're singing for five minutes afterwards, it's so easy to join in.
0: Well, it also yeah, sounds incredibly fun. weird if the team's playing abysmally and you're going like, oh, come on, and everything. You're like yeah. trying to be... In th- you think, hang on. <laughs> this yeah. guy, you know, yeah. It's yeah. The sentiment it's
2: is
1: fantastic, and no one disagrees yes. with it. Um, but to, to do it in actual fact, you know, before the mm. game has started, during the first five minutes when, you you know, you could can see we're not hitting the ground running, as happens in many games... It's just not going to be generated.
0: No, I mean, obviously, Jonathan doesn't have this problem in the press box, is not that feel like he's, he started doing, doing like Mexican waves? And <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> you mean like yeah, Ron Gale? You're going up and down. That would be amazing, wouldn't it?
2: It's just you want some encouraging signs, don't you? Yeah, yeah. You you have early to, on, that's, yeah. that's something. that's what that what we've seen very little of, uh, little of this season. That's that's been the problem. And it's you, difficult, you, you yeah. Know, it doesn't have to be a goal, just just some. Signs that they are, yeah. you know, in the match and going to, you know, provide a stern test for the opposition. So.
0: When you're supporting a team and they've got the fourth worst home record in the whole of the league, it's not surprising. The home atmosphere is not great. You, no. you just look at the facts there.
2: And I think it's the stark contrast to last season as well. But it was was it yeah. the second best last season? Or even the first best it season must have course. been right up there. Yeah, I think yeah. probably yeah, second. Think yes, yes. So, yeah, yeah. To go from that to, to this season, obviously the the league standings as well, with a lot of the players that were there last season, it's just uh, you know the, the stark contrast, is, is, isn't it? As well, mm-hmm. from, from well, apart you, the highs you, of last season to the low. Yeah, uh,
1: you season. you notice it even when we've just managed to pull off a triangle of passes in the opposition half and the crowd just has that little bit of appreciation for what they've done where it looks mm. like you've actually trained that and it's come off. And we go, yep, we recognise it. And that's the like the height of, of what we're getting at the moment. And you, you kind of take that away and you think, that is the most I got enthused is when we actually pulled off a few passes. It just shows out how, you know, Oh, my gut team
0: feeling team. is, with the Redden and crowd, and always is, that they want to support the team. They're not the most vocal, and they think a hell of a lot to be vocal. Yeah. But in general, I'd say they want to support the team. It's not a negative, go into sure. the game, let's start criticising every single thing straight away, like you just yeah. said. You don't get that. You get 15, 20 minutes, which isn't long, but in the position that we're in, that's not going to be anything else, is yeah. it? Well, so,
1: we're not like certain certain fan bases where you know we're instantly going to turn in a, in a, in a bad situation just because we can it, it's, it's a deterioration with us before we get desperate yeah. we're, we're not that that uh, that desperate to get on their backs but it, we just need something to, to scream and shout about
0: yeah I mean if you're struggling with the red and crowd never play for anyone like Leeds well, exactly. Because uh, you're going to find it very difficult to ever get any sleep, because yeah. a lead crowd, yeah. and there's the sheer—we're not uh, an aggressive crowd, not really. No. So moving on to uh, the, the next three games. So we have got Derby, we have got Sheffield United, both those ones at home, and then a nice easy one at Wolves, which I am desperate desperate for us to take a point off Wolves just for the one hundred six season I think there is minus percent chance of that happening of us getting anything there but
2: they live pressure.
0: in hope well pressure 100% will be off and we keep on hearing this theory oh Reading play well against teams they're not expected to get a result against we just keep playing bad against everyone there's <laughs> no you know that theory is not really working for a season because Brentford nobody really thought we were going to get a result there we didn't Middlesbrough no, we didn't get a result there either. So, I don't know. What do we think then, Jonathan, next three games? What would you be thinking, hoping, points? Well, I don't think they've got
2: a, a quite a good record at Darwin, but then next up today the the, the last uh, five home games, I think they've drawn two and lost three, or the other way around. The last yeah. time they won was in 2011, um, for what it's worth, obviously. Um, and Matty Vidro will obviously score as well. Yes, um, obviously without so, a shadow of a doubt I mean, I, don't know. I mean they will take some heart from uh, from the game against uh, Nottingham Forest um, and if they do get it's a big if but if they do get the first goal then, then I would fancy them to get probably at least a point but um, you yeah, know Derby have been up there this season you know, when they played Reading in the reverse fixture they Reading torn them to pieces so yeah that's um, the thing isn't it know, you've got to there. Mm. look to that and say that it can be done um, so I reckon they, they might get a point and Sheffield United I've, I've got a funny feeling they'll beat them I'm not quite sure why but okay. obviously Sheffield United are not what they were at the beginning of the season no um, and especially if they've got a, got a positive result on Saturday then it will give them some a little bit of momentum Um, you know be potentially unbeaten in a week and um, you yeah, know suddenly be looking a bit further up table than
0: yeah around, you definitely know. you take anything at the moment I mean what would you think now, in the two home games anyway?
1: I think it's a shame the way that we beat Derby comprehensively in the first fixture.
2: But Swift. Yeah, well, yeah it's Swift K. That is
1: going to be fresh on their minds. Mm. So it, Derby's complacency might not um, be there, um, which is what you, you would hope for, for a team that's got a bit of form playing us. So I don't think that's going to play into our favour, unfortunately. Um, as with any game, we only seem to... Have a chance if we score the first goal I know it's football maths But we do we do need to get off to a flyer And we do need to back it up Hopefully with another goal somewhere um, If we do get that win Then as Jonathan says We're buoyed going into the Game against Sheffield um, on Tuesday so soon after Six points out of those two games And we we can write off Walls if you like Because that is oh, I mean- pretty much written off anyway Wow! If we get but six points, wow, that would be. If we it. get six points, I think we will be in heaven, frankly. Um, yeah. If we can get two, think uh, we haven't lost. That's fine, but I just don't want more home defeats. Really, who does?
0: No, I would take. Uh, I would take one point from those two games with our form. I would take one point and three. Because. <laughs> well, yeah, I think we've all written off the Wolves games though. <laughs> I just, I mean, I really hope I'm wrong. And do you know what? I, I, I'm kind of thinking we're going to win one of them, but I'm not sure. I want to say that publicly, but now I have. So you know, yeah, I'm just not that, sure. Just it got that feeling. few weeks
2: that I've, I can see a win coming, and it's not really materialised. <laughs> Something's no, going to like change somewhere. It. It? Well, exactly.
0: And just a lucky win. Just I a just lucky want, win.
1: Yeah. I, if, if any, I just want us to win on a Saturday. I'm yeah, right. we that still have lovely. a
0: month since yeah. April last year at home on a Saturday. Yeah. And I haven't
1: seen
2: it as at
0: home this season. No, you haven't because you missed some of the midweek games, didn't you? mean, I missed yeah. the Forest game. You've missed the glory days. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> it was it. Uh... The Wolves, the Wolves game us a free hit, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, completely. Yeah, I'm sure they'll kind of uh, probably play five at the back and just Jack Martin up top and.
1: Yeah, that, just on the wouldn't it
0: be amazing though, if was... we managed to
1: win at war If we well, yeah, it, it, would it would just be
0: so us, wouldn't it? Well, uh, yeah, i was just thinking about doing something random. Then if we won, no, I don't want to don't say anything. don't want to Yeah, yeah, I don't want to do that. It was on no.
2: TV as well, so oh. country can see
0: it. Watch to, uh, that. Yeah, watch that through, kind of behind the sofa. That one, I feel. <laughs> yeah. Remember discussing that with Jacob last week, and we both. Just had that look of horror when we thought about watching that on TV. or oh, <laughs> just a the thing scary thought.
2: Ready haven't been taken apart like they were last season in a few of the games. Mm. They haven't lost a four or five nil. I can remember. It's the weirdest thing. Um, isn't it? And you know,
1: yeah, yeah like last it's... season defensively, we were worse than this in patches. Mm. Yeah, we're far far worse off this season. Yeah, I do wonder. Score.
0: I do wonder in some of those games now though is it because a team gets 2 up against us the game's done the oh, game's sure. done the opposition almost kind of canter towards the end of the game because there's just no nothing from us Yeah. and Even last season there was a bit was saying on yeah. about
1: having that persistent steal in midfield we've had so many midfield combinations that there's there's no constant so, well that guy's always going to be there mm. you, could, you could say has played that more for most but He's not at the
0: level that we require him to be to do that job consistently. No, no. So we hope that we get something in those two games. I mean, yeah, I don't think it's not worth the point in discussing the Wolves one because I think we're, we are all agree that we're probably going to lose that one. But if we were to get four points from those two games in this hypothetical, lovely, blue and white-tinted world, would we play a complete first team against Wolves? Is it possible Stan could do something random and say, that's such a free hit? I Stan
2: doesn't do that. I don't no, no I'm just he wondering.
1: Cause he he, just he wondering. might do weird things. Mm. Like he might swap one or two players around. Mm. That, you know, Clement might get a or, or something. Mm. Or but we haven't got the bodies anyway, really, to, to shift around too much. I mean, Clement
0: he, a half, let's a half.
1: Yeah, why not? Or Maloney at left back, Paul. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, that was last nice week. But yeah. there's there's not that many um, options other than that front where you could say, let's blow one of the youth, because <clears> there's no one there knocking on the door for a position. No, Richards has come in and he's you know he's a, a a good left back, and we haven't got another option there anyway, so he ha- he has to play. But there's no other positions you could say. Well, we'll just rest this guy. I no. think Swift is back and you can put him in, but I wouldn't risk
0: it for once. I think we can summarise that by the, I'm just talking crap. So um, I think we'll move on. <laughs> just talking out of the box with you. <laughs> that is absolutely no problem. I get this on a daily basis. <laughs> so moving on to the game against Derby, I think the team that is a kind of combination of what I think he should play and what I think it play, I think it's going to be very, very near to what it was, on um, last night. God, I almost forgot. Manoni, Gunter, Ilori, Moore, Richards. So that's the same. Then Bakuna, Kelly in midfield. But I just... Joey Vanderberg. It's, it's becoming almost a vendetta here, I suppose, in some ways. But Edwards I would have in midfield. Just because Vanderberg, he gives... Last night he did exactly the same. He gives away so many free kicks on the edge of our box that he doesn't need to and he's done it for so many games where he gets himself in a bad position and makes a stupid foul, and oh, it just costs us. Or, or Evans, but, I mean, who knows? But up front, I would have, pretty much the same as he had, Avaluco, have Bodvarsson, and Barrow, because obviously Martin can't play because he's on loan, and obviously if he was to play against Derby, he would uh, clearly not put any effort in or anything, would he? <laughs> I think it's totally stupid that loan thing I know people listening to this are go, oh it's because it's contradictory and if he was to play he would be obviously working against his uh, employees but if you can do it in Italy you can do it in Spain you can do it in Germany you can do it in the Champions League have all those competitions got it wrong yeah. that you can play against a team that you're loaned from
2: yeah I agree with you i put heard yeah. that tweet come on deadline day and got absolutely harassed by he the did get uh, it, you? <laughs> did you? fans and uh, yeah I, I don't agree with
0: it but that's no, I just, think, I just yeah, think it's a bit strange, but it all goes back to um, apparently, it all goes back to an incident when a player was on loan from Portsmouth and playing against them. I can't remember his name now, I think it was in 2004, and he apologised after the game for scoring against his team. I think a Portsmouth fan, I should know this. You should know <laughs> <laughs> It was involved Portsmouth. And I've got to through the look. Premier yeah, League. I the like so. Yeah, I think so. I've got to remember who it was. I think it involved them in some way. Now, this is really bad research from me, isn't it? <laughs> I should have looked this up. But I think there was an involvement with the Portsmouth in some way in that game. Mm-hmm. And he was on loan from them or too loan from them. And he scored a vital goal. And mm. it seems to be something that initiated the whole issue of loan deals being stopped and you can't play against them. Because I remember growing up, and I definitely remember seeing players play against Reading or loan players, you know, whichever way round. And you think it's a bit strange, but, you know, they're playing for that club, aren't they? They're paying their wages. In some
1: ways, it's... If that player does well, it's sort of sticking it to the club and saying, well, you let me go for a while. This is what I can do. You it's only, better, to, you only need to turn on,
0: like, Spanish, Spanish football, turn a bit of La Liga, and you see about eight players from Barcelona from every team playing <laughs> <laughs> against them. <laughs> it's, quite, it's quite incredible. Yeah. They can only Chelsea has a similar squad size. So what are our predictions then for Saturday, then?
2: Um, I'm don't know why I'm going to say this, but I'm going to reckon Reading are going to win 2-1.
0: Right? Okay, fair enough. Um, yeah. Hope you're right, Jonathan. I really uh, do. 2-2. Two, 2-2. Two. Two, two. Bit of Desmond. Bit of Desmond. Bit yeah, Desmond. Again, no real
1: reason why, I just want some no, entertainment, really. Right. I, I think we'll concede goals because we do at home. Um, but I just like the thing we put up in there. Make
0: a good fist of it, really. If we could all justify our scoreline predictions, none of us would be sat here. We'd all be sat in a very hot country and be multi-millionaires, wouldn't we? So, <laughs> <you> know, <laughs> this is why we're all sat here. So, so thanks a lot for listening. And um, I'll be back with the Periscope before the match on Friday, one after as well. So let us know what you think of the show and everything. And thanks a lot, Jonathan. Thank you very much. Uh, thanks, Anil. Cheers, Paul. Cheers. Paul. Yep. Cheers.